the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Shannon, thank you for waiting over the break. How can I help you? Well, uh, I believe that my I just uh, lost my timing chain on my truck. I, I uh, The last two times I took it in for oil changes, I checked my oil out, and it didn't look like it had ever been changed. And then... Um, I started getting a funny noise in the front end of my truck, and they couldn't figure out what it was. And on my way home from work on Thursday, the noise got louder, and I pulled into my driveway, and I had my dad come out. I had turned it off to listen to the noise, and it wouldn't start at all. Okay. It it has a, a real loud clanking noise, like something is broken. Okay. Well, if your timing chain is bad, if you pop the distributor, what it does... What year is the truck? It's a 2004 Chevy Colorado. Okay. So you can take the the uh, distributor cap off of it, and you can just look to see if the rotor spins, because if the timing chain blew up, then the rotor won't spin, because the crankshaft okay. turns the timing chain, the timing chain turns the crankshaft, and the crankshaft turns the distributor. Right. I didn't know they had distributor caps anymore on newer cars. <laughs> well, this is, you said it, you, you, you said it was an 01? No, it's a 2004 Chevy Colorado. Okay. It it may not have a distributor on it. You can follow the wires to find out where it's at. It wouldn't be hard for anybody to figure out. I mean, we can hook up a a, a scanner to it and look at the, uh, at the crankshaft sensor and see if it's talking and then the camshaft sensor if it's talking. But you said the oil, you said something, you, you went in two different directions. You got a clank and you think it's a timing chain, but then on the other hand, the oil really looked bad. It is did. It I, I I took it in six months ago because I do every three months, even with the synthetic oil, because they told me I have to bring it in every three months or or a certain amount of mileage, which is three thousand. And okay. I checked it twice before, and it I called them and said it didn't look like you changed my oil. And th- then the last time I went in, I had strictly synthetic because I thought that. That's what they were doing the whole time, and they were not. Uh, and again, the oil looked like it had never been changed, and they changed out some metal piece inside the engine that showed, like, metal flakes in it. Okay. I don't know anything about, you know, obviously I'm looking at them through your eyes. But right. I, I, I think, first of all, I'm really troubled if they're putting synthetic oil in your car and they're telling you you have a 3,000-mile interval. Right, really... and, and I know that from listening to your show okay. that I should be ten thousand miles or more, and not but, three. 
yes. I'm troubled by that. Okay. Okay. Can I? Uh, my mom said, "Don't say anything if you don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything." I'm I'm changing the chapter on you. That's chapter That's okay. two. I'm going to three. I don't like that, and I don't like the idea that, although I can't be sure that you looking at the oil dipstick really means anything because not too long ago there was a gentleman that did that and we pulled the dipstick and he goes, look how dirty it is. But really what was wrong with the, the stick itself was black. And that's normal. And so yeah. won't we wipe, we got a paper towel and we wiped the oil off the stick and it yeah. was it was a honey, you know, honey colored. So I think we need a fresh pair of eyes. That's yeah, what I think we need. I do that. When I check okay. the, I, I wipe it off and I put it back in and it still comes out gunky. It's okay. really thick and black. It's not, okay. there's no, so. Right. My, no one will know is, if that has anything to do with this until you find out what it is. So, so I'm going to ignore is, the black dipstick. I'm ignoring okay. the black dipstick. I'm going after the noise and the fact right. that it won't start. That's where you start. Now, it got me home. It got me home on Thursday, and I had my dad come out to listen to the noise that I was hearing, and it wouldn't start at all. And so the, my main reason for calling you is, do you have a shop that I'm off of 99th Avenue and Union Hills that's where I can have it towed to and get another opinion? Because I've come to the point where I don't trust them anymore. Okay. Well, um, I, you go to my website, MarkSalem.com, and you can see all the shops, 99th Avenue and Union Hills. I would call S&S Tire. Up in the up in the in the northwest, and ask them if they want to take a look at this engine noise and crank, but no start. No, Uh, Mike's Auto Tech is in Glendale, and Mike, I know Mike could find and fix this. I mean, I I know he can. Mike's Auto Tech. Yes, yes. And so Mike's Auto Tech or S&S Tire. Now, S&S Tire has three locations on the west side. You're going to want to look at the, their map and, and pick the one up in uh, Sun City or one yeah. of those communities way up north. Yeah, but glad those to are have the two. Now, if you want to go west from where you're east east from where you're at, then Deer Valley and I-17 is Action Auto and yeah. I-17 and Bell is Kurtz Automotive. So those two guys are kind of sandwiched. I don't have anybody really north of that in that center area i'm sorry i just don't no that's that's fine i just okay. uh i i um uh appreciate your opinions okay. and i listened to you for years and i i know that you don't uh um sway anybody differently i just wanna because i called okay. around and found out that it could cost the minimum of fifteen hundred dollars the parts like ninety dollars in the minimum of fifteen hundred, depending on any damage caused by that uh, timing chain going bad. So I uh, I know, but but I I'm I I think that's I think we need to focus on what's wrong, not focus on we think it's this, so we're going to find out the price of this. Okay. In reality, there's a lot of shops that that will just shoot from the hip at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think my shop would say, well, based on what we know today, then I, I'm thinking a timing chain, a oil pan gasket, a front gasket, a timing chain, and two gears, an oil change. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to do either, any of the mounts. I'm not quite sure if I pull the timing cover off, do I have to take the water pump off? But if I take the water pump off, are you going to want a new water pump? So there's all these moving parts. I think you should focus. Now, let me ask you a question. Where? Don't say the name. Where's okay. the shop that you've been going to? It's off of like 89th Avenue and Grand. 
89th. It's right next to AutoZone. <laughs> okay. All right. There, there's. Um, send me an email, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Hold on, Mark. Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. And here's what How I'm going to do. How do you spell your last name, Mark? Salem like the cigarette. I don't know how to spell that. S a l u m. E m e m. S a l e m. Now, don't tell me that you're 20 years old because no, I, ha- I hear that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a place up in that area that uh, belonged to Tom Fletcher. And he sold it to one of his technicians, and he doesn't have the time necessary to be right. on my list. And so um, I, I want to check with Tom, and and I want I may send you to him. But Mike in Glendale is a good guy too. So either one of those two guys, but I'll, okay. I'll check with Tom because if Tom said that he's been nothing but bad complaints, then um, I, I'm worried. But if Tom says, oh, he's been just a wonderful person to take over our shop, then I might send you there. So just send me an email and we'll go from there. i got to run. Howard, you're up next. How can I help you, Howard? Yes, uh, good morning, Mark. Good morning. Uh, enjoying your show. Thank you. Ed, uh, I have a problem uh, with the 77 K10 Chevy truck. Uh, got the uh, strawberry milkshake in the tranny. Okay. But... And, uh, and and your buddy your buddy Trey is taking care of me on that. But okay. my question for you is on uh, radiators. Uh, okay. And uh, want to know what your sentiments were on on the on the new aftermarket plastic versus the old brass ones. So. Okay. I, I, uh, I guess I'm, I'm going to dilemma. I'm yeah, sorry. I. Oh, no, that's okay. I I I think you ought to stick with the girl that got that you took to the dance. I I, I want to if I had that seventy seven K, which is by the way a blazer, um, I I I'd put the metal back in there, and I would have my shop, uh, and of course the tranny coolers in the metal one in one of the tanks, and yeah. I would have my shop just kind of say, well, what would you do to your truck? And um, and and would you would you just kind of shop around for me uh, to get the best warranty and the best price? That's a reasonable request. But I can tell you this much: there's only about three places in the United States that make radiators, and we all feed off of the same place. So I don't care what auto parts store you go to; it's gonna, you're going to buy a radiator A, B, or C. But to, yeah. to re to redo that and change the fittings between the cooler lines, the position of the cooler lines and the plastic, and then to change what we call the upper and lower mounts, and then to change, make sure that the upper hose and the lower hose connections are close enough to the old ones. So yeah. I don't, I, if I own that blazer um, and I have access to both of those, there's no way I'd put a plastic in it. I'd put a metal back in it. Okay. Yeah, uh, so, so would you recommend a shop that can re- uh redo my the brass one that I have or no there's nobody or, that does that anymore we used to do that oh. in the 70s and the 80s all the time and there was a guy in Guadalupe that did ours and I loved that guy like my brother he he could he was magic with radiators he'd rot them and repair okay. them and block tubes but no you're going to buy one in a box and and just say to Trey I want you to buy a radiator that you'd buy for your own well first of all Trey do you love your girlfriend's dad or your wife's yeah. dad, and then I would want you to buy a radiator that you would buy for somebody you love. That's what I want you to do, and that's what I would say to Trey. 
because we got a couple of different options out there, and they're not necessarily price-driven. So he's going to want to go with a vendor that he's got a long relationship with in case something happens. So if he goes with a vendor because he's shopping price and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose, that vendor goes, wait a minute, Trey, you you spent, you know, $160 with me over the last 25 years and now you want me to wave my magic wand and fix a problem that you probably caused? You don't want to be involved in that. So just I'd leave it to Trey, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. You betcha. And he's talking about Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street. And uh, um, let me see where that key's at because i got too many things on my mind. 40th Street in Washington. Thank you. And uh, he's been around a long time. And Trey is one of the guys that works there. But Phil's one of the guys that's been there for 100 years. And Phil is uh, the the Fred Flintstone of transmissions. He was there when... um, uh, cars still had stone tires, <laughs> and and Phil's been around since the very first trans- automatic transmission, so he understands the fundamentals. And like everybody else in the car in the, in the industry, you're only as good as the years of experience you have. So six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. That's the phone number if you want to talk cars. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. ADAP presents Terrifying Jobs. Snake Handler, take one. This is a really terrifying job. Today we're talking with James Hall, a snake wrangler at the Phoenix Zoo. We handle really creepy, venomous creatures. Given the hazards, why do you do it? I've been fascinated by reptiles since I was a child. Tell me about your little friend there. So this is Bear Hug. He's a Burmese python. We have him here at the Phoenix Zoo. It kind of makes my skin crawl. Is there anything that rattles you? Yeah, distracted drivers terrify me. This message is brought to you by ADOT, the ABA, and this station. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. 
Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. I'm making beef sliders for my friend Sandy. Nana taught me to always pull meat off the grill early so it's extra juicy. Use a food thermometer to ensure ground beef is 160 degrees, or you could make people really sick. Sandy didn't think twice about the slider she ate until yoga class, when a nasty case of food poisoning turned her downward-facing dog into upward-moving lunch. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov and learn the steps Maria unwittingly leaves out. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Real quick, Kurtz Automotive uh, Repair is at I-17 and Bell. He does both gas and diesel. He's been around a very long time. And he's a Better Business Bureau Ethic Award winner, and that says something special. So if you're near I-17 and Bell, Eric and Kurt are really good guys, and they have your interests in front of their own. They're not going to take advantage of you. They're not going to lie to you, and they can fix cars. That's Kurt's Auto Repair I-17 and Bell, northeast corner. Barry, good morning. Um, I have a 2005 Scion TC. Uh, I think I've... I- identified the problem i'm just wanting to get it kind of confirmed and what i might do to to fix it it's a uh hard starting problem uh originally a technician told me that my fuel pump was going out okay hold on hold on we can't go through all of this I, i just want symptoms it's hard start i need to ask you some questions okay when you say hard start does it crank over normally yeah 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 yes Okay, good. Is there a specific time it starts fine and a specific time it doesn't start? Hot, cold, morning, night? In the morning. And let me explain a little bit. The uh, temperature gauge automatically goes to normal. Okay, I don't care about that. All right. I don't care about that. You said hard starting, so it it cranks over, but it doesn't catch. And the temperature gauge has nothing to do with that. Okay. So if it cranks over normally, it's not the battery, it's not the alternator, it's not the starter. So right. here's here's what you do. Fill it up and run it off the top part of the tank and see what happens. Then let it get down to a quarter tank and drive it and see what happens. If you've got a fuel pump in the tank, we're going to aggravate it by dropping it down to a quarter because the fuel pump needs to be cooled and lubricated by the gas. 
So if we drop it down to quarter tank, then all of a sudden the fuel pump's out there and never, never land. But the easiest thing to do is put a gauge on it. Just put a gauge on it and go drive it for a while. And you already know, I mean, it's easy to find the parameters, but just put a gauge on it. I'm not going to be able to fix your car with a temperature gauge and then you have a hard crank or extended crank or a crank but no start. There's only two reasons for a crank and no start, spark and fuel. That's all there is, spark and fuel. So Eventually the, it does start, and then it runs normal the rest of the day and starts normally. So does the ignition problem with a bad crank sensor, and so does a fuel pump. Okay. Like, I can't okay. guess. I, yeah, and here's the deal. I'm not going to guess, Barry, because if I guess, you're going to go out and do it, and if that's not it, the cost to you to do it is going to exceed the diagnostic of a shop. And you can say, I want to fix it. I want you to tell me what it is. Yeah, I, I understand. So I had a Ford pickup in the other day, and he had put fuel pump in, and he had done everything that everybody on Google said, and he had a bad fuse. That's it. He had a bad okay. fuse. And it was intermittent. The fuse had a bad connection. And there's a fix for that because the fuse overheats and screws up the fuse panel, fuse box. So anyway, good luck to you. Tom, you're up next. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. Good morning. Um, I I have a um, – I, I belong to this uh, Chevy Duramax form. Okay. And uh, everybody thinks, you know, uh, 2006 and 2007, it's it's automatically an LBZ engine. So I got in a big argument with the guy. I said, the only way you can actually tell is for the for the VIN number. So the one guy was arguing because he had a, a, a code a two VIN, and I know an LBZ engine has a, a D VIN. And... Uh, just because he has a little sticker on on the engine that's saying it's the LBZ, um, but it's got a two VIN. Is there any truth okay. to that? Well, I why why are you involved in this argument? Well, because he he was saying that because okay. I I mentioned the only way you can tell if it's one of those LLY engines or an LBZ engine is through the VIN. Okay. And then he chimed in and just said. No, it's not true because I have a VIN too, and it's an LBZ engine. Okay. Well, um, gosh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't argue on the internet. I can tell you that much right now. But um, first of all, it's probably VIN sensitive. But the first three months of the year can be the last months, and the last three months of the year can be the next years. So all of a sudden, you've got this time frame where the the d- date of production is twelve of. 02 but it's really an 03 or it's january of 13 and it's really a 12 so all you have to and and i the lbz and all that stuff it's not important to a guy like me it's just not important it's no different than a 327 or a 350 or a 305 or a 283 they're all small block chevys so it's just not that important if you want to be specific go to your local auto parts store and tell them you want them to give you the year ranges for all the different Duramax motors. They can do that. And then you can have your argument with the guy on the Internet about what it is or what it isn't. I think that the VIN won't tell you which motor it is. And actually, it's I think it's the 8th VIN. The 10th is the, the year, and the 8th is the motor, or it could be the other way around. I don't remember. So yeah, you might be, Okay, so wh- whatever, whatever. I don't know the answer to your question. 
I, I just don't know without doing research. So um, I'm I'm sorry. I just don't know the answer to your question. Nick, good morning to you. How can I help you? Super duty diesel. And uh, I've got a strange problem. The power windows don't work when the engine's running. Turn off the key, turn off the engine, just turn the key to on without starting it. The power windows work fine. I'm thinking maybe a ground problem, but I don't know if it's a, why it would happen when it's running. Um, well, you, you're asking questions that are only going to be able to be answered after we fix it. So, <laughs> and, and, and I mean that. I mean, this is that hard. I mean, you go in with the key on, and you identify that uh-huh. you've got power and ground to the master. Now, you're working the windows off the driver's con- control? Yes. Okay. Does it work off the passenger control? No. Okay. Oh, so, oh yeah. It does It does when the engine's off. Yeah, all, everything works when the engine's off. I understand, but I, I'm asking you, engine off, engine on, does the power, does the passenger act like the driver's? Yes. Okay, all right. So basically, it's, it's all the, the windows the and all the it's switches the are off. Mm-hmm. So none of them mm-hmm. work when you start it up and run it. Well, right. I think that there's a, a relay in there for the door locks, but I would probably identify which wires go to the mm-hmm. master switch on the driver's door, and then I would find mm-hmm. power and ground, and then I would turn the key on and start the motor. And if I was missing power and ground, then I'd look at a wiring diagram, and I'd go backwards. But mm-hmm. there's right. there's no way anybody's going to be able to fix this without some um, a little bit of work to identify, because we can all guess. But mm-hmm. um, this, And then at, after you're done, then you say, um, well, how did that happen? And and the answer is is well you had a bad ground right here or the answer is is we traced it to a bad connection at the relay or we chased it to the bad connection at the bus mm-hmm. I mean you can answer the question but only after you fix it and I want to right, tell you something yeah. that's a weird problem you, I you know just I've never hit, seen it before no nor have I nor have I I, I I mean I've been I've worked on cars since the 60s and restored many cars and worked on everything from engines to you know bodywork. And I've never seen anything like that before. It's just well, just like, get on like, the, get on the yeah. internet and and get get on the internet and get a wiring diagram for the electric windows of your Super Duty. And so, if you've done all that work, you should be able to follow the wiring diagram. But anyway, I got to run. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. When we come back, we'll take your call. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Hey, my name is Steve Woods, and I am hosting a show on 960 The Patriot called The Beacon. It's sponsored by Phoenix Christian, and it's a show where we look at how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Listen in on Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. to 10 o'clock on 960 The Patriot to The Beacon, and be encouraged, hear cool stories from amazing people of things that only God can do for His glory, for the sake of His kingdom, and for the encouragement of those who listen. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me... I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot. All about that demon. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here 10 to 12. We're talking about car car repair. What we do is we talk about your make and model, and then we talk about symptoms. So you're making model, and I've got a problem that the windshield wipers flap um, when uh, I have a little bit of rain, or the windshield wipers are sporadic, or something like I have a vibration in the seat of my pants. What do you think it is? Those are the kinds of things we talk about symptoms. Um, what I'm not interested in doing is is talking about what the guy on the Internet said it was because he doesn't have a prayer in, in uh, Haiti of being able to to tell you what it is, and frankly, neither do I. I'm only as good as your what you say to me and answering the questions properly. So if you say yes and the answer is really no, then I'm going to make a, a turn for the wrong direction. The only thing I bring to the table is, is 
our shop has fixed two or three, a half a million cars since 19, well, we opened in 79, but I've been working on cars since 1968. So we have some experience with respect to what some of the problems are, or at least what we would do to diagnose the problem. So if we have, if you think you got a bad fuel pump, the easiest thing to do is push screw a gauge on it, tape it to the front windshield and go drive it. And that'll tell you all you need to know. If the gauge falls to zero and the car engine dies, then we're we're either fuel pump relay or we're fuel pump. Or the fuel pump has to see an engine trigger that the engine's running in order to fire up. And so we've got one or two or three problems. So that's kind of how it works. Larry Harker's Auto Repair. I I do commercials about really good shops. But I'm going to tell you, I don't like Larry Harker's Auto Repair. I don't like Bob and Ellen. I don't like Jeremy. They've been around since 1967. They do auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance. They do all kinds of stuff. But here's why I don't like them. Every year for the Secret Santa Club, Mark and Renee tell the shops that are a part of the Secret Santa Club where we donate and do special things in a very anonymous way. Um, Mark and Renee always match the highest donation. And typically that might be a number like three digits, but not for the Harkers. <laughs> and so <laughs> they pony up a whole bunch of money, which means Mark and Ray have to match it. So I'm just teasing you when I tell you I don't like them. Obviously, I respect the heck out of Harkers, but Bob and Alan are a big part of our secret Santa Club. And Renee and I always know we got to match them, and we never care because they set the tall end and then... You know, there's the middle and then the bottom, and people donate what they can. So nevertheless, Harker's Auto, been around 60, since 67, 38th Avenue and Indian School, and I promise you, they have honesty and integrity. Gil, who we got? Hey, hello to Rick. Rick, good morning. Good morning. Happy holidays. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Uh, I got a airbag code thing on my dash that's... Um, Solid going off. Um, a good place to take it to to diagnose an itch, um, perhaps. Or yeah, what part of town do you live in? I I live on the west side, up on like seventy fifth and Bell. But I could go anywhere, whichever one's the best and probably the quickest, because it's going to be traded in on Monday. Our new vehicle just got in, and I want, I think if that code's going off or you know, that morning's going up, I might get a little bit less for the vehicle, so I might want to get it fixed first. Okay, well, I want to argue with your last sentence because they're not going to care. Okay, they're not going to care. This repair could very well be very inexpensive. This could be a uh-huh. clock spring. And and they're not going to charge themselves diagnostic time. They're going to charge themselves cost on a part because the technician's on an hourly wage or the technician is, you know, on what we call a flat rate or whatever. So okay. I, I, I want you to know that if you were my brother and I loved my brother and he asked me for the best advice I would give him, I would tell him just what I told you. Forget about okay. the light. Everybody knows that that's easy to diagnose. Everybody knows it's not the airbag, <laughs> which costs a heck of a lot of money. Everybody knows that that's going to be something that's easy to fix. So um, I, I, I really wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't say anything about it, but I wouldn't worry about it. And. But- It just means that the airbag's not going to fly if you have a frontal collision. That's all it means. Yeah, they're probably going to wholesale it anyway when they get it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to make any difference because every guy with a hairy chest that's in the car repair business is going to look at that and go, I got that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? 
it's just on a one to ten scale it's a two or maybe a three so so you know if you wanted the diagnostic on that thing could cost you fifty to a hundred bucks and sure. you've got about a thirty percent chance of of the answer being it costs you $75 to find the bad connection, and it costs you 2 bucks to fix it. That's the best you could hope for. The worst you can okay. hope for is, is that the steering wheel column, the entire wire harness is bad, and we have to replace the entire wire harness and the uh, clock spring. That's the worst that can happen. So I suggest you just trade it in. and you know, You've already made the deal anyway. Your car's in, so it doesn't make any difference. Anyway, good luck to you. Um, thank you for that call, Rick, and thank you for the, the, the discussion because that, that, that was a good question, not one that I've had before. When we come back, I've always talked about the three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store. I, I've, I didn't, I'm not really making fun. I'm trying to draw a mental picture that this young man may not have much experience. Um, he's been hired to talk about parts and his primary job is is to look up your part and sell you one but when it comes to diagnostics and stuff or answering technical questions he probably isn't the best guy i noticed that not too long ago when i took my mother-in-law's suburban in because it had a specific battery from my auto parts store what we call a retail store the manager came out after two or three guys had said we need to get him involved he's a gray-haired guy he tested the battery perfectly he condemned the battery. I was so happy, but I did notice that none of the other guys raised their hand because they had already been told that the gray-haired guy will handle these kinds of diagnoses. Well, when it comes to auto parts, that happens a lot. But when I get back, I'm going to tell you about a, a place that's opened up a variety of auto parts stores where you're going to find all the grizzly so-and-sos. That's where they live. We'll be back. Hey, folks, it's Seth Liebson. After a year filled with bad and hard news, my friend Solar Sandy has some good news. No power bills and no solar panel payments for one year. You heard me right. If you go with Solar Sandy, she'll pay your power bills and solar panel payments for one year. No matter your politics, a power rate increase is coming next year. I say skip it. In fact, skip power bills altogether. How about that for good news? Just click on AskSolarSandy.com to get started. That's AskSolarSandy.com. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Attorney General William Barr has announced that he is resigning effective December 23rd. He will go down in history as both the 77th and the 85th Attorney General of the United States. He was a very loyal Attorney General, but it's also clear that he got crosswise with President Trump. Attorney General Barr is going to be known in history for his defense of religious liberty in the face of an increasingly hostile secular culture. In October of 2019, the Attorney General delivered an address at the University of Notre Dame. The framers' view, he said, was that free government was only suitable and sustainable for a religious people, a people who recognized that there was a transcendent moral order antecedent to both the state and man-made law. He's referring to an enduring moral law that exists even before the U.S. Constitution. Those are fighting words from a sitting Attorney General. Attorney General William Barr will be missed. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. 
Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke, fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Well, 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday, we're here from 10 to noon talking about car and car repair. And Doug, you hang still because you're going to be my first caller. But I want to finish what I was talking to you about. There is some facilities in town, some auto parts stores in town that are somewhat new. And they're called Parts Authority. That's where the grizzly guys live. But I'll even tell you more. I am familiar with the everybody up from the ground level. All those guys that sit in their fancy chairs in their fancy offices. I know who they are. I know that they know how to find the good parts. And you know why? Because I buy a lot from them from their warehouse. I'm very comfortable about the quality of the parts. Because you know how they know? by the returns guys like me if i return you know one out of every five alternators the and there's a lot of other shops that are doing that they're going to change alternator vendors so if you're looking for auto parts may i suggest that you stop by one of the nine locations of parts authority and they will help you but like i said go in there with the idea of what kind of part you want and ask them if you've got any options. Otherwise, if you've got a good, better, best kind of options, but you can take it from me. They already know what really works well. I don't make a dime by telling you this. I wouldn't accept a dime for telling you this. I'm telling you this because it's in your best interest to know that there's a great auto parts store out there that just popped out of the ground, Parts Authority. Doug, good morning. Well, good morning, Mark, and uh, thank you for what you do. Oh, well, thank you for that. Well, I'll uh, try to make this uh, quick. Um, I got an old 49 uh, Ford truck that's uh, been uh, all rewired with 12 volt system. I got dolphin gauges in there. And uh, my question is is the two wires going to the gauges, the positive and the negative? Does the positive or the negative go to the dimmer post on the headlight switch? It's not going to make any difference. It's not because the, uh, the gauges won't dim. 
and I uh, if I set the truck for just a week, the battery goes dead. So something's draining it, and that and because the uh, gauges aren't dimming with the and when I used the switch, I thought maybe that that the positive is grounding out or something. Okay, well if if you shut the key off and it's in your pocket and you don't have any dash lights and all you've got is maybe a dome light but the dash lights aren't working and you pull the headlights and the headlight comes on and the dash lights come on bright and bright then you shut the headlight switch off and the headlights go away and so does the dash lights there's there's a 90% chance it's not has nothing to do with that circuit nothing mm-hmm. um do you have access to an inductive amp probe no, I don't. Uh, okay. I, I have a snap-on um, voltage uh, meter uh, okay, that, that has the ability to uh, check a ground, but uh, I haven't used it yet. Okay. Well, that's an ohm meter. You have a you have a DVOM and uh, a digital volt ohm meter, and the ohm and the voltmeter will you can go from negative to the wire, and so positive to one end and negative to the other. And, and that will oftentimes tell you if there's a circuit that's completed. Otherwise, do we have power on one side and not the other? So when you take the two leads, the black and the, the red, you touch them. To, if, the, if the thing goes to 12 volts, then you've got power tra- traveling in that circuit. And if it doesn't, then, then that circuit's dead. But the, the amp, the inductive amp probe, which is something every shop has, we're going to wrap a set of wires. I want you to picture this. I'm going to go to the positive side of your battery, and I'm going to grab all those wires. And there's, it says 30 amp draw. The key's in my pocket. The doors are shut. All the lights are off. It says a 30 amp draw. I'm going to leave it there. And I'm going to start unplugging things. <laughs> and I'm going to unplug your dashboard. I'm going to unplug your alternator. I'm going to unplug your air conditioning system. I'm going to unplug the rear bulb in your trunk. I'm going to, and then all of a sudden, boom, the, it falls off. So I go, okay, well, that's the circuit I need to deal with. It's that easy to find the draw on your car. It's just okay. that you have to have the right the right thing. You have to have the right piece of equipment to, to look at the amp. Now, it's normal for a car to have a one-amp draw because that's the keep-alive memory in the computer and stuff like that. So I'm not real worried about one-amp, but I'm real worried about 30. And the yeah. alternator is probably the first place I would check. Do this. Charge it up to 13 volts. Disconnect the alternator. It's probably got a GM alternator in it, maybe, or a Ford. That's Which a, one? No, it's GM, yeah. Okay, so it's a 7127. It's got the two-wire plug on the top of it, I would imagine. So just That's unplug true. that. Just unplug that and see what happens the next morning. If you go from 13 to 10.2, we haven't touched it. Now you charge it up to 13, and you start disconnecting things one at a time. Now, when you disconnect yeah. the distributor or the dashboard, you have to plug the alternator back in. So, yeah, yeah. It, th- to be honest with you, this to find the draw that's first of all, you have to charge and test the battery first. So you pull one of the cables on it. That's what my shop does. We pull one cable. We charge the battery at 12 volts is is barely okay. 13 volts is 100% charge. So 12 one, 12 two, 12 eight, 12 nine, 13. So we want to get it up to about 13. We let it sit for 24 hours, then we run a load test on it. If it's got 500 CCAs, then we're going to look and say, okay, well, this is okay for 500 cc cold cranking amps. So once we mm-hmm. stamp the battery as okay, then we hook the battery into the system, take the voltage, and then the next morning we look at it again. 
So on your, your old car, I'm not scared about the Dolphin gauges, and I'm not scared about all the fancy stuff you've got. The electrical system works the same, whether it's in your 49 Ford or it's in the 2021 uh, Lamborghini. It's all positive and negative, and it, it's all really easy to, to, to look at. Okay. Uh, in regards to the Dol- in regards to the Dolphin gauges, have you heard uh, anything that uh, some of those um, gauges are not dimmable? Well, no. I think what I would probably do, no, I, I haven't. If you have the right wires, the dim, they, they should be dimmable. I mean, yeah, you could you could literally go off the positive side of the battery. You could put a rheostat there and go to the power supply to the gauges, and you should be able to dim the lights just using a rheostat. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know whether these LED type lights that they use in these gauges are you know are dimmable or not. Uh, oh. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question. I'll tell you, you got a pencil handy? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, 480-598-1234. Okay. Ask for Alan. <laughs> He'll know. Um, that kid puts in hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of LED lights. He installs them in off-road vehicles, hot rods, trucks. I mean, there's some of those off-road vehicles that have um, a jillion gigawatts forward in three or four 40-inch bar LEDs, but I don't know if you can dim those or not, So, but he will know. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. So when we talk about auto parts, um, I'm... I'm not making a dime telling you about parts authority. I'm suggesting that you try them because I already deal with them. I already know that they're good people. Their heart's in the right place. They buy millions and jillions worth of parts. But behind the scene, there's these little computer geeks geeks with boogers hanging out of their nose. And they're on the computer and they're doing all this kind of stuff. But they have a, a group back in the back room that already knows that 89% of the batteries in the United States are made by one company. They already know that spark plugs are only made by three companies. Every single spark plug comes out of one of three companies. They already know all this fancy stuff. They already know who makes rubber hoses for everybody. (laughs) They already know all that. So they're going to buy right and sell right, and it's the same parts that I put on my customers' cars. And you have to know that it's not a good idea for me to cut corners on parts because if the part fails once, uh, it's okay. If the part fails twice or three times or four times, then I'm using something that may not be compatible with your car or I'm using a really cheap part and I'm selling it for a whole lot of money. So there's kind of where you're at with respect to, to auto parts. So obviously, if you can go back to the guy that makes the part, then you're in really good shape. In addition to that, if you go back to the guy who makes the part and you skip all those other guys in the middle, then you're going to buy it cheaper and you can sell it cheaper. So I can't promise you about the pricing. I can just tell you parts authority is who I deal with. I deal on a wholesale. I also, we have computers, and we go in and we order the part by the part number. You see, if we order the part as a 12345B and it's the wrong part, Everyone knows whose fault it is. <laughs> Everyone knows it's my fault. 
where if you call in and ask them if do they have a part and they ask you does it have two wires or three wires to the alternator and you say two and it really has three then you're going to get the wrong part so that's what it's all about it's i'm different than you but of all the places that uh, you can buy parts i'm only suggesting that you try parts authority that's it i just suggesting Nevertheless, if you want to send me an email or you have a car question or if I can settle an argument between you and your wife, mark at marksalem.com is my email address, mark at marksalem.com. I also want to pay homage again to Andy Val, who recently passed away, and he's Green Tree Auto Body, I don't know how many years. He was an old cowboy. Um, he loved El, old El Caminos. And one of the things about Andy that was always impressive to me is Andy knew right from wrong when it comes to an insurance company and fixing your car after a wreck. And there was there was enough times where Andy stood up for the customer and insisted that the insurance company fix it his way and not their way. And he won many of those battles. At the beginning, like all the rest of us, we weren't nice about it but after a while we learned that it was easier to accomplish your goal if you just simply had dialogue and you could do a little show and tell and and get the young insurance adjuster that was hired day before yesterday to see it your way so that's really what Andy Val brought to the table he blazed the trail for many of us with respect to the insurance companies telling us how to fix your car and so it's not that we want to drive the bill up. We just want to use a fender that's going to fit and not a fender that was made for 16 different cars. And it, it comes um, with no holes drilled in it, so you can drill the holes in it where you need them to be. <laughs> that's the kind of silliness that we go through. Not with every insurance company, but there's enough of it out there. So Andy Val was a trailblazer when it came to that kind of stuff. and. And he made it easy for guys like me where the aftermarket companies want to send me an alternator brand that I've never heard before for your car. And that's not something I'm interested in doing. Then I say, well, you're going to send me the alternator. Who's going to warranty that alternator? Well, you are, Mr. Salem. Wait a minute. I didn't make a dime on the alternator. You're going to send me some brand I've never heard of, and you want me to warranty it? Now, I'll warranty the installation that we do it right, but I'm not going to warranty the performance of the alternator. Oh, no, Mr. Salem, you have to do that. And I say, oh, no, Danny boy, I'm not doing that because I didn't make any money. You only have two choices, three, actually. One, you can send the alternator. I'm going to write on there. I have no, I'm not. I'm not responsible for the performance of this part. Two, you let me put a part on there. Or three, come get the car, but talk to the owner first because I'm not releasing it till the owner tells me to release it and you can take it anywhere you want. I'm not the only guy in town that thinks that way. There's a lot of us that think that way, and Andy Val's kind of started that by standing up. Now, there's insurance companies that I work for, but the four I love, because you know why? Because they want the truth. Mark, tell me the truth. The truth is, is the shop method mistake. Okay, or the truth is, you're being too picky, you're holding it to a standard that I don't think you should. So I'll see if I can get these right. USAA, Liberty, Geico, and Farm Bureau. USAA, whew, A+. Plus. Liberty Mutual, A+. Plus. Geico, A+. Plus. Farm Bureau, A+. Plus. Those are the company in Mark Salem's world. 
that want the truth. <laughs> and so sometimes on other insurance companies, they give me this situation and I say to them, after looking at the data you've given me, I would rather be on their side, not your side. And I think that message comes across real real strong. Otherwise, I don't want to be on your side because I've read what you've given me and I think you're in the wrong and they're in the right. So anyway, mark at marksalem.com. If you have a car question, I'm happy to answer it. Mark at marksalem.com. And please give me a phone number because sometimes I want to talk.